Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of questions and answers, I guess. Yeah, today is a Q&A session. I put it out on the socials and the Patreon, the various different spaces that this week I'd answer any burning questions that listeners had. And I feel like probably got buried in the fucking algorithm because we didn't get that many responses. I got about five. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer those questions and then I'm going to go to ChatGPT and I'm going to ask ChatGPT what questions they would ask uh, Joe Rogan. And then I will answer those questions too. So that's what you have to look forward to today. How you doing though, man? Hey sis, how's your day been? How's your love life? Who you dating? You know, how you living there? You good? I hope you're good. It's been a pretty chaotic time lately. I know down south in the Cape and that, there's been floods and everything. And I know she's Joburg. I can't even keep up with all the news that's up there, you know, like explosions and fucking everything it's uh <laughs> it's a rough time to be alive at the moment and yeah hopefully this helps you get through the day a little easier although i don't know like <laughs> my headspace is a little weird these days as well so let's see if we can make this entertaining and hopefully not too depressing <laughs> Ah, uh, so let's let's kick this off. Uh, let's just get straight into it. Got a few questions here. Um, we'll we'll answer the how am I though by Ricky at the end. Let's start with Vincent Joseph. So Vinny is someone who I work with with the Not Quite Right crew. Been really enjoying working with them. Funny dude, like fun dude as well. Really, we have a lot of good times. So thanks for your question, Vinny. And he says, congratulations, five years is a long time. What has been your greatest motivation that has kept the podcast going this long? A uh, spot, probably. <laughs> nah, I don't know, man. Like, it's a weird thing because it was actually, I was listening to this podcast that Kevin Bramble started recently. I think it's called Dope Mind. And he brought up the whole five years thing and like, how it must be quite tough when you're doing it on your own. Because like, at least when you're working with other people, you know, there's people to motivate you. There's someone else to be accountable to in that. And with this, I won't lie, like it has at times, you know, I haven't had the motivation. Like my mental health when it comes to this thing can be a little wonky. It can definitely, like, you know, sometimes I just feel like, oh, what's the fucking point? You know, and then I don't put out episodes. I don't chase things down i don't follow up because it can get really frustrating especially like when you know you reach out to people and you're like hey come on the podcast and then they're either like yeah or they just leave you on red and then like just all these different fucking annoyances like that keep happening throughout everything it can get a bit frustrating but the reality is i do this because i want to do it and i've got the freedom like I can do whatever I like with this. I can chat to whoever I want to. I can ask them whatever questions I like. And there's no gatekeepers, basically. There's nobody telling me you're not good enough. You can't do this, blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't fit the bill. You don't do the things like that we want you to do. You know, like when I was on radio and stuff, I saw that like that path long term was not for me. Because it's kind of like the, the Noam Chomsky thing. I can't remember. I'm going to paraphrase him a little bit here. But basically, yeah, he says like the system will only really allow for people who are willing to work within the system. Like 
it's not going to really allow for alternative voices. And so you become, like, if you're going to work in those systems, then you get whittled down. Like, you actually get shaped and molded by the system into what it wants you to be. And personally, I've tried my best to at least avoid that. Although I know I'm still influenced by so many different fucking things. So many different forces are, you know, playing out with us constantly. So... Yeah, I think it is just the whole freedom aspect of it. The fact that it is something I can just do mostly on my own. Obviously, I've got to have some guests and stuff as well. But yeah, it's um, it's just a personal project that I want to have a cool catalog by the time. I don't know when this will ever be done. Like, I feel like it's something I can carry on doing forever, really. Like, I mean, obviously, technology and stuff might change, but it's very simple. It's very basic. And I personally just really do enjoy doing this. I really enjoy interviewing people. I really enjoy having these kinds of conversations with a wide variety of people who I respect and love and like really often, you know, enjoy their work. And it's a real treat that I do get that access. You know, obviously I do get a bit bummed sometimes when people are a little fucky with me and shit. But at the same time, I'm really stoked when people are stoked and keen to be on the podcast you know i've had like some really big names and stuff and that's that's obviously been like quite motivating but that's never really been why you know i do it i've never really cared like you'll see not, there aren't a lot of celebrities on here because i don't really give a fuck about celebrities that's that's the reality but i do give a fuck about artists i do give a fuck about art and yeah maybe if you're you know reach a certain level of fame that you're still putting out dope shit then yeah we'll still chat but if you're just part of that like celebrity culture and shit like that that's that's not for me i couldn't give a fuck i don't really want to talk to those people they're quite vapid they're quite empty and just you know pure ambition and i've got very little time for that so yeah i guess uh, the thing that's motivated me to keep doing it is just that i enjoy doing it it's really kind of that simple for the most part i mean <laughs> as i say there are some days where i'm just like ugh I don't feel like getting on the fucking mics. I don't feel like sharing. And like, sometimes I'm just not in the best headspace. And, you know, I don't want to put that on anyone else, I guess. You know, I don't want to come on here and moan and suck and just, yeah, like put bad vibes out into the world. Like you're trying to have a good time. Like you're listening to this because I assume you want to be entertained a little. And yeah, sometimes I'm just not always feeling very entertaining. And so I don't jump on the max. And I know that inconsistency can be a problem in terms of growth and this and that. But at the same time, whatever, man, I figure like if you're still around at this point, then you know what the vibe is. And you don't mind too much that some weeks there just aren't going to be podcast episodes. Maybe that'll change as time goes on. But that's that's the reality of all of that for me, I guess. Okay, and then we've got uh, some questions from someone who's obviously fairly new to the vibe, uh, but they ask, it's it's Tanuksha Jagadu, who asks, when did you start doing stand-up and any tips for aspiring comedians? So I think I started about 12 years ago. Like I always like listen to, you know, like when like Robbie or Simi or one of them says, ah, oh, we're doing it for this song. And I'm like, okay, cool. A year less than them, basically. Because <laughs> I can never really fucking remember that far back my 20s were also pretty chaotic and so time periods and stuff aren't on my best uh asset i guess i don't always know exactly when shit happened just know 
was a while ago. But the reality is also there, like, I might have been doing it since then, but doing it in Durban where a lot of the time I was doing like one gig a month and I took breaks as well and all of that. So compared to like people in Cape Town or Joburg, like I don't feel like I've got as much experience as like other people who have been doing it for about the same time as me, if that makes sense. But we are changing that. I mean, I did like three gigs this week. I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and that's been cool man because like yeah you got to stay you got to stay stage fit basically and it's been cool i've just been working on some bits and like trying to develop a set that's a little universal so that i can just like jump on at all these different rooms where you know i'm not necessarily the main attraction and just try and make sure that i can make as many people laugh as possible without trying to be too unique you know i still got my style i still got my vibe but i can also like I didn't like last night. I did a gig. I jumped on at one of Cyril's gigs um, in Overport and that. And before the gig, he was like, "Hey, bro, like I don't really have swearing and stuff in my gigs and this and that." And I was like, "Sweet, no stress. I can, I can happily do five minutes without swearing and without getting too raunchy and that." And I did it, and the crowd loved it. I had a great time. So, yeah, like I'm stoked at the moment that we are doing a lot more, especially with the Not Quite Right crew. We've got the open mic every Wednesday. And yeah, I'm just keeping my head down and trying to focus on that. And like the goal at the moment really is just to be undeniable, you know, just to be able to consistently put on good performances when when necessary. Like at open mics and shit like that, I'm going to fuck around. I'm going to play with ideas. I'm going to experiment and stuff. And like I might die on my ass, but when when it's necessary, I'll bring out the big guns. And yeah, I'm just trying to just trying to develop all of that. So that was a long answer to a fairly short question. And then any tips for aspiring comedians? Uh, try not to take shit personally. Like, I think that's been a big mistake of mine, at least over a long period of time I've been doing this. Like, you know, we get in our feels a lot. Like, comedians are actually relatively sensitive people. I mean, not just relatively, like, they're incredibly sensitive people. And we do tend to take things personally. We do tend to think, like, Oh, that person did this thing on purpose, you know, when maybe they're just not even thinking about you. Maybe they're also just too self-involved to actually like, you know, you're like, oh, why is this person not booking me or whatever? And it's like, maybe they're just not thinking about you. Maybe they've got their people that they fuck with and they're like, oh, yeah, I like these guys. I mean, you work with them. And, you know, you could internalize that in a lot of different ways. And I know I have and I know a lot of other comedians do, too, because I've chatted to them about these sorts of things. And so, yeah, I think that would be like my main, my main advice, man, is just trying not to take things personally. Also, like, yeah, if the crowd doesn't laugh at your stuff or people don't like some of your stuff and that, you know, you get back on the horse, you try a different thing. It's not, yeah, you just got to have a thick fucking skin and keep your head down, focus on your goals, know what it is that you want out of this thing and try not to, yeah, let any of the other bullshit get to you. Okay, and then we've got Kath Jenkin. Catherine Jenkin. Uh, she asks, I low-key have to do this as Queen Swifty, because she is the Queen Swifty over patreon.com forward slash almost perfect at the titular titles tier, which I'll mention again just now. You probably know about it. Uh, so she quotes here, it must be exhausting always being the anti-hero, which is a quote which I'm assuming is a Taylor Swift lyric. And she says, so Bob, can you relate? 
And like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Because like, I'm assuming she's saying this as a diss to someone. Like, that's, that's my thoughts here. But also personally, I don't know, man. Like, I believe with the, the Bray Wyatt, um, he did a promo when he like first came up to the main roster in WWE. And he was like, they've been lying to you, man. There ain't no such thing as a hero. And yeah, like I don't personally see myself as a hero or anti-hero or anything in that regard. And I do think it could probably be quite exhausting if you're always trying to position yourself a certain way or you're try always trying to like, yeah, be seen in a certain light, I guess. And I think that's maybe what old uh, T-Dog over there was trying to say with that statement. But yeah, personally, I couldn't really give a fuck anymore, man. Like maybe back like when I was younger and that like... I prided myself on being a punk and being anti-establishment and all these things. And I mean, it's still there, but it's not like my identity or anything like that. You know, it's just stuff that like guides how I see the world and how I choose to act. But personally, I don't want anyone to see me as an anti-hero. So yeah, it's exhausting just being me anyway. And I love saying exhausting in the little Sims way. <laughs> man yeah fuck love little sims so yeah i don't i don't know maybe i can relate in that like i think it is exhausting you know being around people or always trying to be the anti-hero but yeah like actually being the anti-hero yeah it's not me i don't i so i don't relate in that regard okay and then lastly uh rick rack cadillac i know that's not your name on the internet anymore but that that's how i know you buddy uh, old Ricky, Ricky, he asks, how are you though? That's a loaded fucking question, dog. <laughs> that is such a loaded question at this point in my life, because there's so many things that are so fucking dope and so rad and I'm so stoked about, like the new relationship I've been in for the last few months has really been so rewarding and so cool and like Jamie and I really get along so well and like it just like we've been spending so much time just talking to the early hours of the morning sharing thoughts feelings ideas everything and like that's been such a rewarding thing like i can't can't even explain like how much it's like you know just impacted my life and made everything just a lot more bearable i guess and then also, yeah, with the Not Quite Right stuff, I'm so stoked with the team, man. Like, I'm so stoked with all of us. Like, on Wednesday night, we had, like, quite a quiet gig. I mean, there were quite a few gigs happening. And, like, you know, obviously an open mic versus, like, proper lineup shows isn't going to be as well supported when you've got, like, big names performing just around the corner. So we didn't have a lot of people, but the crew, like, were positive about it. And we landed up doing, like, a little improv vibe where we would get... You know, everyone would go up and get suggestions from the crowd and then we'd just start talking about it and just try to find jokes and that and that was such a fucking cool experience like it was really just like the camaraderie and the team building and all of that with that is so fucking dope and it's so nice to no longer just have like all those responsibilities on my shoulder you know when i used to run the winston and stuff like that and when i've done a lot of events in the past a lot of it has just been me doing 90 percent of the work and now like you know we get to aces and everyone kind of knows what they're doing you know someone sets up the speaker someone else sets this up that up you know we all get there we do our thing gig gets set up nice and quickly the breakdown also everyone just works and it's fucking 
that's been so rewarding as well. I've really felt really stoked with like the team that I uh, put together and what we've been able to do since. I mean, we're not like packing out rooms and shit like that yet, but also like, you know, people don't necessarily know who any of us really are. Like some people might know who I am, but you know, with a lot of the other cats, they are a bit newer, they are a bit younger. They, you know, don't have a history quite, quite like mine. So it's also, yeah, like I don't think in general, like it was weird because I was talking um, to yeah, Jamie about this and that last night. It was just like, I think, you know, my audience in Durban at least is no longer here. Like I think other people have gotten a bit too old or they have kids. They, you know, are playing their social soccer. They're no longer on the jaw, you know, they're no longer that social or they've just left the fucking city. Like there's so many people who are in my stories watching who no longer live here. You know, there's the people who engage with my stuff a lot of the time aren't in Durban. So I don't exactly see myself as a draw here either. So yeah, like it's not like that's a funny thing though, actually. Like, but it's also because I've done so many shows here. And so I think all the people who were gonna come watch me have probably already come and watched me. When I go like to Cape Town or Joburg, there's always people, you know, coming and watching. It's kind of funny. But it's also, I guess, like it's a scarcity thing. Like you don't get to see me there as often. So the people who do fuck with me make a plan to come and see me out there. And I don't know where I'm going with all of that. But I guess what I'm saying there is like, it's a little conflicting sometimes, you know, still being at this point in my career and like, yeah, still doing empty rooms. But I mean, we had Robbie host the first open mic that we did with Aces and even he didn't pack the room out, you know? So it's like, once again, try not to take things too personally. Like there's so many different reasons why different gigs work at different times. And personally, yeah, like I'm just trying to utilize whatever opportunities I can to get on stage, whether it is to lots of people or just a handful of people and just make the most of that time and space. So that's the thing, like I feel like I'm pretty focused on my goals, especially when it comes to comedy at the moment. And even with the podcast, I've been doing a lot of stuff like with YouTube and that, putting out little quote videos and trying to just make all my things work a little bit better and trying to just constantly just it doesn't really matter like you know the whole like results orientated thinking like don't be rotty don't worry too much about the numbers and stuff like that and just keep keep to the process keep trying to refine things keep trying to get better so i feel like i'm in a good headspace with regards to all of that but like at the moment i'll be honest with you Work shit has been horrific. Like I am not getting anywhere near as much work as I need. And like, that's been really stressful. And I keep applying for jobs. I keep like reiterating on my CV. Like I've got like fucking 10 different CVs <laughs> that I've been sending out depending on the various different jobs. And yeah, like it's been a struggle trying to actually get even just callbacks. Cause like, I mean, if you apply for jobs through like LinkedIn or whatever, you'll see like, oh, there's like 600 other applicants. And it's just like, fuck, <laughs> okay. Okay, I get you. Like it's a, it's a strange time at the moment. I mean, obviously unemployment in South Africa is fucking high. And like I do think with, obviously with ChatGPT and AI tools and that, I think a lot of us are probably getting less work than we would have in the past. And I mean, you can see it, like you can see there's a lot more bad copy out on the internet. It's not that there wasn't a lot of bad fucking copy on the internet before ChatGPT, but your, that stuff's been 
hilarious to actually see like in in real life and how how wrong so many things have been with people utilizing that stuff so i don't know there probably might still be a space for me to edit fucking chat gpt's work and shit but yeah at the moment it has been a bit of a mission and so what i've been doing is i've been doing a project management course online uh, because i feel like that might be an area of expertise i could probably shift into uh, just because of my experience with managing a lot of fucking projects <laughs> like i've done so many events and so many different like kinds of things i mean even with yeah like durban is yours and this and that like i feel like my organizational skills are pretty solid my understanding of how to manage budgets and timings and problem solve and all of that so hopefully that is something that i can actually like make happen because yeah at the moment just trying to find like decent work has been a bit of a struggle because like yeah i also just there aren't that many publications anymore well at least not many cool ones in south africa that's for sure and internationally you know you're competing with a lot of fucking people like a lot of people and the reality there is also the youth them you know will work for cheaper and so a lot of the time what happens in the media industry is that you know they're just constantly every two three four years they're getting new writers and they're getting young writers and so they can keep paying them less wages where i'm at now you know like my rates fairly decent like it's it's well earned like i've got a lot of fucking experience and so like it's also at that point a struggle to find people who are willing to pay it sometimes and i don't know man like i'm trying to like figure it all out and trying to just like pivot and trying to make the best of everything because we are in a strange time and it's upheaval baby like and i do see like obviously with ai and automation and that it opening up other jobs and like personally i found you know chat gpt to be quite helpful with various things not so much with rats and copy though <laughs> like holy shit but i mean actually like it's great with cv stuff that that's for sure and it's uh pretty good at like just if you want to learn things you know you ask her questions and hopefully it gives you mostly correct <laughs> answers but just like even stuff like you know just what about this what about that like it can be quite helpful it can be a cool little brainstorming tool and i know there's so many other uses for it and personally while i obviously you know i'm stressed about job losses and this and that like with any technology it's going to create like some upheaval it's going to shift things but if you look throughout history like people adapted different jobs opened up different like each time there's been more automation you know it should open up more time for all of us but really it just makes us more productive and we land up doing more work for less pay but hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's not gonna happen but hopefully things will be different this time so yeah like that's that stuff's been like stressful like that stuff's definitely like just money shit at the moment so i'll be honest with you is like been a real fucking headache and just trying to keep my head above water and like move forward in terms of those you know career paths i guess because as much as like yeah i love the comedy and i love the podcast and that they don't necessarily make enough money <laughs> like they don't like they cover themselves you know they pay like comedy gigs pay for the ubers and the drinks at the control and the patreon stuff with us pays for 
the hosting, the like subscriptions for the various stuff that like I need to record and to edit and stuff like that. And yeah, to go into merch that I can hopefully try and sell and and then just keep reinvesting that money because like the truth is the money I get from Patreon and from this isn't my money. It's the podcast money. And I do hope to one day be able to draw a salary from this. It is why I've been like trying to focus more on the YouTube stuff and like trying to build that channel so that, you know, I can get a little bit of advertising money from that and also just grow the audience because it's the second biggest fucking search engine in the world and it's good with suggesting things and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, man, like where, where was I? How am I? Conflicted, bruh, because yeah like i say, the money shirts at the moment is an absolute fucking nightmare it's been incredibly stressful it's not been good for my mental health at all but i'm you know making shit work i'm staying alive and i've got all these other things to focus on and that's also it's like whilst i don't have like work work i am putting in work you know as i say like i am working on the the almost perfect stuff also with the not quite right stuff and everything you know i'm continually spending my days doing shit that like will improve my life hopefully in the long term but just right now it's been quite stressful and yeah that's that's i guess how i am (laughs) maybe that's a little too honest maybe i shouldn't be sharing all of that with random strangers but at the same time like i think it's something that i'm sure other people can also fucking relate to i know i'm not the only one at the moment who isn't quite getting the work that they want or need and yeah in south africa especially unemployment's super fucking high so i know most of the people who listen to this podcast have iphones and blah 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 but i know i know there's some broke boys and broke girls out there and you're not alone you're definitely not alone i don't know how we change this shit but yeah like just it's yeah it's just the reality of life man you go through phases it ebbs and flows and i know i'll eventually come out of this like phase stronger better faster hopefully a little bit richer but yeah just at the moment it is stressful and i'm trying to make that change you know i'm trying to make that change soon so hopefully i'll have some good news for you in the near future and yeah we can we can laugh about this chaotic time period this difficult time period but also as i say incredibly rewarding time period because i still have a lot you know i really do i'm very very fucking lucky and i'm very grateful for the people that i do have in my life so yeah that that's how i are i are cadillac and yeah good to good to hear from you bro i hope you're doing well and I guess we don't need to do the ChatGPT questions. Like, this has gone on for quite a while with those five questions. Managed to get to nearly half an hour. So, yeah, we're not going to do the little gimmick thing. I feel I feel like I gave you enough. I feel like I might have actually given you a little too much there. But, you know me. I'm going to overshare. <laughs> like That's definitely a thing I've done with this podcast a bit too much sometimes. But it's also kind of the whole point and yeah i appreciate all the support so i appreciate all of you listening for as long as you have i really do appreciate the patrons whether you know it was for a short period of time or it's been like some of you have been there for years some of you have given me literally like thousands of rands and that is 
I, I don't actually have words like how much that means to me and how much it really just fucking helps and it really has like that's that's actually it's so like it's not necessarily just the motivation but like when Vinny asked earlier you know i had the podcast keep going for so long well it's actually because of the fucking support of people like you and i really 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 just want to say thank you because yeah we're gonna keep this party rocking for as long as long as we can and yeah as long as you're listening i'll keep putting them out there so once again thank you very much that does bring us to the end which means it's time for the shout outs over patreon.com forward slash almost perfect there is a tier it's called the titular titles tier and there's a ten dollar tier and it's the top tier and you get to pick your title right here on the podcast so shout outs to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the lesser overberg region russell grant the far east correspondent neil green the key grip Kron Slemon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager Riz Ventura, the director of purchasing. Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Kath Jenkins, the naval ruler of the universe and Queen Swifty. And Stephen Olivier, the executive producer. As always, a big thank you to Damien Root for the banging intro you hear at the beginning of each episode and the bed music you hear underneath me. And a big thank you to you for listening all the way through to the end. I will catch you on the flip side.